we are using full waveform inversion to actually image those fractures so in the image that you're getting you can actually see fractures in your image Hello, my name is Andrew Gary, and welcome to Seismic Sound Off, in-depth conversations in applied geophysics. I am joined in this episode by two of the lead editors for Full Waveform Inversion that appeared in Interpretation and The Leading Edge, Dr. Michal Marinowski and Jyoti Bihura, respectively. Dr. Michal Marinowski is Associate Professor at the Institute of Geophysics at the Polish Academy of Sciences at Warsaw and head of the Seismic Imaging Team. Dr. Michał Marinowski discusses the special section in the November 2016 interpretation issue with me next. So for those listeners that may need a brief refresher on full waveform inversion, in a, in a few sentences, what is FWI? Well, the, the shortest definition would be that uh, FWI is a, a nonlinear data fitting technique that minimizes the misfit between observed and uh, computed seismic data and iteratively updates the subsurface model. The promise, of course, of, of FWI is that we can start building this subsurface model with raw seismic records, with minimal processing applied, and that's why it's uh, so appealing for the industry. What excites you about FWI when you read these articles, and, and what is impressing you in the scholarship that you are reading about for this special section? Well, I would say that, uh, first of all, from these three uh, papers, uh, we see that uh, FWA is a really major technology today. And uh, what's really surprising uh, uh, is that we can handle a massive uh, 3D seismic data with this technology today. And massive here means that uh, we can handle uh, data sets that are thousands of square kilometer in, in, in size. So. So that's, that's really impressive. And also as a, as a, as a, as a researcher, uh, I'm really glad that the industry is uh, picking up on the concept of a multi-parameter uh, full waveform inversion. And also that almost all, all, all contributions uh, stress the importance of the inversion for the anisotropy parameters. So I think this is also a crucial point. One of the most cost-effective solutions in in interpretation is reducing the, the turnaround in the data processing. You know, this is an area where FWI shows promise. How do the papers in the special section take steps to prove this promise? Full waveform inversion cannot replace seismic imaging entirely. As it was originally postulated that ultimately it can, but, uh, but at the moment we cannot replace the seismic imaging. But of course, it can significantly reduce the turnaround cycle uh, of data imaging through the automatic building of the anisotropic model, for instance. But I think it, it's, it's my personal opinion that it's, it's not only the reduction of time between processing imaging and the interpretation, uh, which matters here, but even more importantly, the high, this high-resolution subsurface model that we obtain from FWI uh, provide uh, a really a wealth of quantitative information for uh, seismic interpreters. FWI is now a fairly widely established theory of geophysical imaging, yet has some limitations to be fully embraced. How do you see the papers in this special section addressing these limitations? Originally, FWI was devised as a process linking velocity model building and imaging in a single step. 
Uh, however, majority of the published FWI results focus on the model building step using uh, diving waves and wide angle reflections, uh, skipping short spread reflections. One of the papers from this special section, paper by Cheng et al, shows uh, how to effectively combine both parts of the wave field, so the diving waves and the reflections in the FWI workflow, uh, overcoming limits of the depth penetration of diving waves. So that's uh, one aspect. Another aspect is related to, uh, to the multi-parameter inversion and inverting for anisotropy. So similarly to the paper by Cheng et al, uh, a paper by Goh et al, shows that we can also effectively apply multi-parameter FWI and invert not only for velocity, but also for anisotropy parameters. And therefore, we are no longer dependent on the imagers' uh, tedious job of building the anisotropy model upfront before we are starting with our FWI project. And uh, finally, looking at the paper by uh, Xiao et al., I can safely state that the computational resources are no longer a problem for modern FWI algorithms. And it's, as I mentioned, it's, it's nowadays possible to handle data sets like uh, the one described uh, in this particular paper, covering an area of 25,000 square kilometers. Did something surprise you as you worked on these three papers uh, about FWI or the field that you didn't know before? Well, first of all, uh, this scale of this application and this offshore Gabon, that really surprised me uh, because I, when comparing, for instance, with the, with the very um, first results of a 3D FWI uh, published in 2009 uh, on a Valhal field, the scale is incomparable. And, and uh, industry was, was uh, excited, of course, um, but uh, by these uh, first results, and now I think it's 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 really it's really impressive. And also, uh, I think that the importance of anisotropy and inversion for anisotropic parameters uh, this is something that was stressed by the authors. And um, so far, the typical conventional FWI workflow consists on keeping the anisotropic parameter fixed rather than inverting for them. So I'm also somehow pleasantly surprised that the current development is towards the really multi-parameter inversion, including the update of the anisotropic parameters. So you, you had mentioned that some of the limitations, whether it be the computational limitations, are beginning to be addressed and almost not a factor anymore. You mentioned how you were pleasantly surprised of the direction of the multi-parameter inversions and using that. Where are you seeing the next advancements in this research? Well, I think that, uh, that the biggest and the sort of the holy grail uh, really in the FWI is to try to combine the, these two modes, the, um, let's say, the tomography mode and the migration mode of the FWI. So to include the reflections, because uh, then we can, uh, of course, we can penetrate deeper. We are not uh, no longer affected by our limited offset range. Uh, so I think the big change will be when when we ha will have algorithms algorithms in which we can uh, invert the reflected arrivals. What do you hope readers take away from these three articles? The I think that the most important takeaway point is that um, the FWI technology is mature we can uh, obtain uh, reliable uh, velocity models, but 
more importantly, also the anisotropy models. And uh, therefore, uh, we can reduce that turnaround cycle of, let's say, data imaging, uh, because we can uh, feed back these uh, anisotropic models into the imaging workflow. And also uh, for interpreters, uh, that uh, they have now a tool, they can request such a tool uh, to be applied on the, on the data that can provide them with, uh, with high resolution parameters of the subsurface, not only velocity, also other parameters, anisotropic uh, attenuation, which are, I think, invaluable for uh, interpreting curves. After this short break, I will speak with Jyote Bihira, founder and CEO of Seismic Science LLC, on the December 2016 and January 2017 special sections of The Leading Edge. I am Jean Virieux, and if you are enjoying this episode on full waveform inversion, check out my article in the Encyclopedia of Exploration Geophysics, available from the SEG Digital Library. The Encyclopedia includes contributions of textbooks and tutorial-style articles on a wide range of topics in explorations and development geophysics. The latest article explore FWI, and we have done our best to make it understandable in spite of a well-known feeling that FWI is a difficult and sophisticated technology. This article can be downloaded for free at library.seg.org. We hope you find it useful. You received a significant number of articles for this special section, leading to FWI full waveform inversion being featured in the December and January issues of The Leading Edge. What were some of the themes that were touched on in part one in December and part two in January? We did receive a lot of uh, manuscripts, papers, uh, both from the industry and academia. And the way we divided it was the first part was primarily devoted towards uh, addressing advances in theory, methodology, algorithms. And then the second part was primarily devoted towards uh, uh, field data applications. With regards to uh, the, the major uh, theory methodologies that we saw in this uh, first part of the specification, we saw some common themes. And the themes were, how do we address the issue of uh, cycle skipping? Uh, we, already, we already know that uh, full waveform inversion is, uh, is a challenging problem because uh, the problem is very nonlinear. And uh, while you were uh, solving this uh, inverse problem, the solution can get trapped in something called a local minima, and it gives you uh, a result that uh, might not make sense. And so there were uh, a number of uh, papers that addressed uh, this challenge. For example, a paper by Mao and uh, co-authors who used uh, warping, uh, or to be more precise, dynamic warping to overcome uh, this uh, cycle skipping issue. Uh, and moreover, uh, there, were, there was another paper by Metevier and uh, uh, co-authors who use an optimal transport distance strategy to address this uh, cycle skipping issue. Uh, another common theme that was seen in many of these papers is the, uh, the use of reflection energy 
in addition to transmission energy. Uh, traditionally, since the days of uh, Gerhard uh, Pratt and uh, his students, when they came up with practical solutions uh, for this uh, for waveform inversion, they were concentrating primarily on using the transmitted energy, the diving waves. But now we are uh, we are going towards exploiting the reflection energy as well. Uh, besides that, uh, these uh, the, the reflection energy contain a lot more information as well. Uh, uh, also regarding uh, the elastic properties of the subsurface, they contain they give, give information about uh, the higher wave numbers, so you can uh, obtain a higher resolution image. And uh, so you can see that there is a lot of emphasis in uh, both uh, academia as well as the industry towards inverting for the reflection energy. What surprises you about what you are learning about FWI and where the science is going? Traditionally, we have been looking at seismic images, right? So you look at a seismic image, you see there are some amplitudes, highs and lows, and then using that, you can, let's say, delineate structure or establish stratigraphy for interpretation. Full waveform inversion is going to give us an image of the subsurface at really high resolution with all the rock properties. So now we're going to replace this traditional conventional seismic image with peaks and troughs with a high resolution image of just the rock properties. And this new image, or rather these new images of rock properties, let's say, you know, P wave impedance, shear wave impedance, uh, density, or even other rock properties derived from these uh, inverted uh, rock properties, they will be directly used for interpretation. Uh, not only for interpretation, such as, you know, uh, picking structure, figuring out the stratigraphy, but also for directly finding about uh, reservoir properties, about uh, locating uh, drilling hazards. And that's where I think uh, we are headed. And that's where, uh, that's, I think, the most exciting aspect of uh, full waveform uh, inversion. Are you surprised that FWI is getting that close to creating that high-resolution image for interpretation and use? Uh, I'm actually not surprised. Uh, traditionally, microseismic imaging has been done to locate uh, just hypercenters, you know, dots in the box. And then those dots in a box are used as a proxy for hydraulic fractures. But uh, we are using full waveform inversion to actually image those fractures. So in the image that you're getting, you can actually see fractures in your image. And so uh, from our personal experience, I am not surprised. There are, there are a lot of advancements being made on the theoretical side, algorithmic side, as well as on uh, application to, to field data sets. And uh, every year you see new things, new things coming about and more applications to field data sets uh, being published. 
Speaking of new things, a, a lot of the research and application of FWI has focused on acoustic FWI. In part two of this, of this edition, Rackneys and Arts didn't yeah. discuss elastic FWI. Could you highlight a yeah. couple of the solutions they proposed in addressing this advancement? I think you bring up a very relevant question here. Currently, most of the waveform inversion that is being done assumes an acoustic earth, so the earth uh, as a fluid. And we all know it's, it's, that's not uh, real. We live on land, uh, and there's a lot of land underneath the oceans. Uh, so the, the earth is elastic. The, this paper by Rachnis uh, and his co-author is extremely relevant. And uh, in the future, that's where uh, we need to go, is to address the, the reality of the Earth and use the full physics of the problem, use the full wave field in the seismic data. So use all the recorded data, which comprises not only of uh, P waves, that is acoustic waves, but also shear waves. Uh, however, some of the challenges that are uh, inherent in uh, you doing elastic full waveform inversion is one, computational, it's extremely computationally intensive. Uh, besides that, uh, there are theoretical challenges as well, uh, which arise from the fact that your, uh, your model space is uh, vastly increased. Now, suppose instead of just inverting for P-wave velocity, you want to invert for shear wave velocity as well. The, the uncertainty, the ill-posedness of this problem uh, increases. Uh, some of the solutions that uh, Rackness and his uh, co-authors uh, propose is using uh, uh, GPU-accelerated computing together with uh, CPUs. Traditionally, we have been using uh, uh, just uh, CPUs, that is central processing units, the main processes, uh, processes uh, that exist in our computers to do all the number crunching. However, uh, with GPU-accelerated uh, computing, which is being pioneered by NVIDIA uh, currently, what is done is a lot of the compute-intensive tasks can be offloaded from the CPUs to the GPUs. And these GPUs uh, contain, each GPU can contain thousands of cores, contrast to a CPU that can contain, let's say, eight cores or 16 cores or a few cores, uh, far less cores, than uh, housed by a single GPU. And so if your code is parallelized, uh, and nowadays almost all these codes are parallelized, so you can uh, offload a lot of these compute intensive tasks to, onto the GPU, uh, which can uh, really uh, crunch these numbers at a really fast rate and uh, resulting in uh, significant increase in the computational speed. However, I should uh, mention that uh, this solution is already being uh, uh, employed in the industry. Uh, besides that, uh, to overcome the multiple uh, parameter issue, they propose uh, either using different parts of the data or uh, using proper parameterization. So instead of parameterizing your problem, let's say in uh, uh, velocity, BA velocity and shear velocity, maybe we should parameterize it in terms of impedance or, or some other parameterization. And I think uh, further research uh, needs to be done. You sort of 
hint at it at the, the last part of, of that answer there. You know, would you consider full waveform inversion as it as it is now to be a practical application for the geophysicist? I think uh, very much so. Yeah, but before I answer that uh, question in uh, a little more detail, uh, I think to be to make it more practical, to make even uh, acoustic full waveform inversion more practical, or elastic waveform inversion practical, one strategy could be to use uh, blended sources or to use simultaneous sources. Uh, simultaneous sources are already uh, uh, simultaneous source acquisition is already being used in the industry and it's becoming pretty popular now. Uh, a lot of research being done in uh, BP, for example, and Exxon as well. Uh, they So instead of firing one shot at a time, these companies are firing multiple shots, shots using multiple source board, for example, or multiple vibrators. So you can uh, really reduce your cost of acquisition that way. And you can use a similar strategy in inverting that data. And I think uh, that should be one of the approaches when we are uh, moving towards making full waveform inversion uh, practical and, you know, uh, and widespread. So th th this is one of the solutions. But to make it practical, really practical and widespread, we need to address two, two things. We need to first address the challenges, and these challenges include theoretical challenges as well as practical challenges. So theoretical challenges will be like, how do we incorporate the full physics of the problem into our inversion? How do we use the full wave field? Uh, how do we invert uh, for different parameters? For example, in the... Uh, in uh, elastic full waveform inversion. Uh, practical challenges will include uh, computational challenges. How do we make full waveform inversion fast? Uh, how do we reduce the computational cost? If uh, we are able to do that, then that's one of the biggest bottlenecks right now is the expense of the full waveform inversion. But then to make it a widespread interpretation method, we have to demonstrate all these methodologies on field data first. And that's why I think this special section with theoretical development, algorithmic developments, as well as multiple field data examples is I think an important uh, special section because it's going to tell the, the reader that uh, we are solving multiple issues and we are not only solving them, we are able to apply them on field data and look at the results we are obtaining, these high resolution images of rock properties from which you can, uh, which you can use to uh, locate your drilling targets, avoid uh, uh, drilling hazards and characterize the reservoir accurately. As we wrap up here, what, what do you hope the readers take away from the special section? What I sincerely hope that uh, the, the leading edge audience as well as the other audience takes from this section is that full waveform inversion is, has a bright future. Full waveform inversion, we might end up with just one single tool, a tool that can yield a high resolution image, okay, which is uh, very suitable for uh, geological interpretation, like finding out structure in stratigraphy, but at the same time, gives us rock properties 
and it tells us about all properties of the subsurface. Uh, right now, we are, are not at the stage where we can find out properties like porosity, permeability, uh, water saturation, all those uh, important attributes. But in the future, that's where we are headed. Right now, we see that we can obtain rock properties such as impedance uh, and velocity. And in the future, we are going to move towards getting more rock attributes and then translating them into useful properties porosity, permeability, water saturation, for example. And that's when uh, I think uh, the ultimate goal of full waveform inversion will be achieved. At seg.org slash podcast, you will find the show notes and links to special sections in interpretation and the leading edge. If you enjoy the show, review us on iTunes. Your reviews helps others find the show. Season one of Seismic Sound Off is sponsored by the SEG Wiki, home to hundreds of biographies of key geoscientists, geophysical tutorials, and core content from the science of applied geophysics. Visit wiki.seg.org to learn how you can grow the world's first online geophysics encyclopedia. Original music by Zach Bridges. This episode was produced by Isaac Farley and hosted, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Gary. Special thanks to Steve Brown, TLE Managing Editor, and Ted Bakamjian, Associate Executive Director of Knowledge Management. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off.